0: Welcome to the beaten track, I'm Joe Bullock, and as always, I'm joined by Louis Baker.
1: Hello, Joseph.
0: Today, Louis, we're talking, uh, one of your favorite artists, I would say, and mm. also along with him, some of the real darlings of the, the indie scene and the indie sort of country, old, old country scene, Wilco, you know, the, the real. Fact, you know they're quite um they're a well known band and then you've got of course billy bragg who is folk hero um
1: living legend
0: living legend um mm. and and they're covering um well wow, it's an interesting project Louis, isn't it so you, would you like yeah. to introduce it
1: yeah it's uh, well uh, mermaid avenue which is um billy bragg and wilco um, set into music uh, some unrecorded lyrics of Woody Guthrie's Last night. think the majority of them being written um at a time when he was uh I think too ill to record uh the music towards the end of his career so yeah there's a lot going on here you've got sort of a pretty legendary folk music um American folk music figure and and protest music figure um and then you've also got Billy Bragg um and Wilco yeah it's it's quite a lot to so if, if we confuse you whilst we're talking about it, it's because there's mm-hmm. um, quite a lot of different elements uh, going on. But yeah, it's essentially a, um, a, a a yeah, like I guess I could sort of tribute album in a way. But um, miles better than a lot of other examples of that sort of thing. It's not it's not uncommon that you get these sort of albums, um, you know, a while after someone's passed, where they use um, you know half finished songs or lyrics i know johnny cash had one a couple of years back it was um i can't remember mm. the name of it now but we, there tends to be a lot of collaboration in those and they tend to be quite um maybe a little bit unfocused and stuff but i think this is an example of um it being pulled off pretty well and um the uh the album being something notable on its own not just like the sum of its parts if you like
0: yeah I mean, leaning into that sort of, I feel for me, the first few times I listen to this album, it does have a sense of a kind of unfocused quality, and it feels a bit like a, med- a medley or something, like you're listening to like lots of different folk tunes, and I I think what works so well about it is the, the variety and the kind of freedom which they approach the lyrics with, and I think it's kind of fitting that it worked out so well, because you know, Guthrie is sort of making lyrics for traditional folk tunes, etc. So I think when Wilco and Billy Bragg approached the project, they they very much um, just approached it in terms of writing good songs, and um, mm. a lot of them feel very contemporary as well. Um, you've got some that sort of echo sort of more sort of classic folk and stuff, but some of them feel like um, you know, like a like a Wilco song or. I think I was really impressed by the the nature of the lyrics because when you think about um, what Guffrey you've actually listened to it's kind of, you're getting quite early in the career, I mean um, something like This Land Is Your Land though um, it was of course recorded later than it was written, that's quite an early song really so mm. uh, it's interesting to see that career progression reimagined as, a, as he um, sort of had a very degenerative kind of condition and and was ill and died quite, quite young, really about 55. And, and Woody Guthrie is, is really the sort of quintessential folk, um, figure probably of the 20th century, but, but certainly of the first half. Um, and a huge influence on Bob Dylan and, and a wealth of, um, folk artists like Joan Baez and uh, a sort of wealth of others. So he's a huge, um, yeah, like you said, a huge protest figure and, um, Uh, Really, Billy Bragg is someone who has taken up that kind of mantle within the uh, British folk scene. And although uh, it's not necessarily the first pick that you'd have to do the album or the project, I think the similarities between Bragg and and Guthrie in terms of their sort of lyrics and stuff are are obvious. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely there's that sense of um, Bragg being chosen because... Guthrie's daughter approached him as as someone who sort of represents um the character of, of Guthrie quite well and the um and the sort of the personality if you like and and perhaps Wilco although obviously Bragg's someone who's influenced a lot by folk artists and stuff but, but maybe Wilco represents some of the um American musical influences there sort of in that lineage of um you know alternative country and alternative folk sort of stuff that um Guthrie's definitely that, as you mentioned, one of the biggest figures of, and yeah, so influential over um, over so many um, artists. You mentioned Dylan, definitely. Um, and yeah, but the album delves much further into the more complex nature of Guthrie, something that because he was quite, you mentioned then, because he was so early in the 20th century that piecing together his sort of work is quite difficult because it's often quite disparate and the recordings are um, done in a different way or whatever. So, yeah, th- th- this is like... Um, you see some different sides to him. You see some humour. Uh, there's some inner turmoil. Uh, there's 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 all sorts of different things. I think Tweedy, the lead singer Wilco, referred to him as a freak weirdo. I saw that as, yeah. um, as being a thing. But, yeah, I think there's definitely a sense of much more complex character. And some of the lyrics in this are really, um, really outstanding actually. And, and I think they are able to stand out because the, uh, I think the musicianship and the instrumentation is pretty great. And a lot of the vocal performances uh, are pretty great. Although I'm not, I don't think every track's like unbelievable, but there are a wealth of really strong tracks on here and some really strong lyrics as well. Um, and I really enjoyed the whole instrumentation, as I mentioned. I don't think it tries to imitate the sort of Guthrie style, which would have been really like Nine. sort of grating. And, uh, and it doesn't stick too much to the styles of the two the two artists. Although there is a real Wilco feel to a couple of the tracks, um, but Bragg doesn't seem bogged down by the sort of the, his usual guitar style or anything like that. So I think it, yeah, it's something of its own, if you like. And it's an album that I have really. Come to love, um, um, and if anything, just for the wealth of really strong tracks.
0: Mm, it's definitely like a, a grower, I think. And I was when you brought up the album last week after the episode, I, th- I thought like maybe I've listened to it before. I didn't realize that it was a, uh, the whole project of it, basically. I'd listened to California Stars before, and just to see mm. it was a, a collaborative album detached from the kind of Woody Garfrey thing, but yeah. It is such a fun album to listen to, and you can't really go wrong with it. Really, it's kind of yeah. I wouldn't say it's like perfect because it feels kind of. It just feels like like a really good country or folk show or something. It feels very sort of yeah involved. And I think
1: and- yeah, I think in that way, it's a pretty good tribute in a way to Guthrie because you there is like you say, it's fun. There is humour, and um, there's some depth. There and there is a sense of there's it's not one dimensional in any way and it's not maybe there's a temptation to see someone like Guthrie as as not as just being a sort of protest singer or whatever but this album goes far more in depth and yeah there is that variation of I know you said before maybe not like focus or anything but the, yeah there's definitely a sense of the variation of 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 things going on and uh, in tone in the album um you get mentions of Ingrid Bergman and Walt Whitman's niece and Jesus Christ as president it's mm. you know it, there's it is great I, I, there are a lot of things that um, a lot of little gems
0: yeah I mean uh Ingrid Bergman is a good example because it's such a obviously the stromboli as a film is kind of i guess late 40s early 50s like so it's not a subject you expect to hear in a in a woody guthrie song and it's mm. quite and there's sort of different perspectives it goes to the song the humor of it the kind of puns and the yeah, it's kind of voicing it from the perspective of rossellini i guess and it's kind of yeah just a kind of sweet song and kind of unexpected completely because just because of the kind of generalized nature of you know, when you think of Woody Guthrie, you think of sort of anti-fascism unions, mm. um, sort of socialist kind of folk hero and, uh, sort of fighter for democracy and, in America and stuff. So, um, yeah, just to see like a song like that, that's kind of embracing the kind of, I guess, uh, Italian sort of art film culture and stuff and, and, and sort of Hollywood stardom. It's just, it's very fun to see. And, um, yeah even if the track's quite short kind of they're all going through these different kind of variations and you do get some tracks that are more perhaps in the style of Garfrey though you know one or two yeah well generally not one but like two or three chords and more simplistic and um, a bit more isolated but it's such a good job that that they brought Wilco in I think because there's some tracks that really benefit from the kind of big uh, band feel and the kind of fullness and the sense of community and, and fun,
1: yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You, I mean, there, and there's still a sense of, you know, you, there, it would be impossible to do a, a Woody Guthrie um, sort of album using his lyrics without it being political at times. There's definitely a sense of that, and it's a good job, I think, that Brags there, because, it, it, you know, it would have been weird if... Say, Wilco were you know singing the word fascist I think it's only right coming out of the word of the mouth of Guthrie Brad mm. um, really, and um, you still get that those mention of uh yeah, some of those classic things like there's a song about unions and um there's a song about that touches on women's equality and stuff like that, but they're threaded in amongst other themes, and I think that gives them probably a bit more weight as well. You mentioned Wilco. Wilco's an interesting one because I know you were describing it before as the darlings of sort of alternative country and stuff. I've never really um, listened, apart from what's the classic album? Is it Yankee Hotel Foxtrot? Foxtrot, yes. Which is a great album. Uh, But other than that, I don't really um, this is about it really for me, Um,
0: which is bad. Mm, I think Being There is another album of theirs that's quite good, but I'm not I'm not too well versed in Woko either, but obviously uh Yankee Hotel Foxtrot is such an iconic album and kind of such a peak um for old country and stuff. I know we talked about like Magnolia yeah. Electric kind stuff, but it's very much um very much got like a crossover appeal, I think, for, for radio and pop and stuff. So and I, yeah. I and I think Guam. Sorry. Oh, I just I love the um yeah the qualities of of, um his voice um to um his the raspiness of it and the kind of ability to kind of make it a bit more rough around the edges because some of his Wilco records especially later on are a bit kind of they are poppy or they're not experimenting as much they're having Mm -hmm. a lot of there's a lot of just variation experimentation in this album it's kind of
1: yeah, and you definitely have the contrasting styles of of vocals between um you know the 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 raspiness of Tweedy and and there's some really good vocal performances on there. And then obviously you get Bragg who's you know at times is sort of classic barking accent, Billy Bragg, which is kind of strange on this, which is obviously what you expect, but is kind of strange in the setting of this album. Um but Also, you get some really strong performance. You mentioned Ingrid Bergman before. Um, I think there's some really, really strong Billy Bragg vocal performances towards the end where it's just mm. like a more minimal plucked guitar. Um, and his, yeah, that's just some as, as good as his voices, I think, is as, as sounded because maybe he's not someone whose vocal performance is a key to um, uh, their career at times, but um, sounds really good on it. And I think in general, I can't speak for Wilco's discography, but I think. One of the strongest releases of, of Billy Bragg's discography, definitely.
0: Yeah, especially this late on, or well, not not this that. late. Like, mm. I know he's had a long career and still got going or whatever, but you know you have his early albums, which are kind of almost classics and sort of British folk. But then this is kind of a bit more mid period, I suppose. Yeah, so, yeah. it's only recapture some of that magic. Um,
1: Should we get into the old the songs? Yes. Should we start with Walt Whitman's niece? Yes. Which is the best song title of all time? Okay. Especially, especially when, especially when you discover that it's actually about someone who could well be Walt Whitman's niece.
0: And This song starts one of the. I feel like one of the trends of the album is a lot of them are kind of. I suppose it speaks to the invention of the songs, but a lot of them are just kind of repeated lines. It's kind of. This one's kind of dark. I won't say the kind of refrain of it. And it's almost, it's got a sort of shanty-like quality. And uh, so sort you of imagine people singing in a bar or something. It's got, kind of loose um, vocal quality. And it's very fun kind of sing along with like piano notes in the background. And um, yeah, and it seems kind of folk rock-esque as well. It's kind of got that kind of mid 60s kind of electric sound as well. And Bragg's vocals are great
1: for the character. Yeah, I love the call and response of, um, you know, like you say, the repeated thing of um, a seaman friend of mine, I'll not say which seaman, and there's a a kind of cheeky nature to Guthrie here and, you know, the whole thing of um, how he lay in the lap of this woman who... um, Claim to be the niece of Walt Whitman but not which niece we don't we don't know which mm. niece but um yeah I just yeah I do love it I think it is great and um yeah any mixture of Guthrie Whitman Bragg and Wilco is is always going to go down well um yeah and there's the, the, the whole rambunctious kind of rowdy drunken uh nature to the to the song um always you know reminded me a little bit of like when we were talking about rum sodomy and the last and stuff like that and the great nature of those um those tunes uh in this track
0: yeah and the ability to capture that kind of sound without it seeming kind of artificial or mm. forced or anything yeah which is something the Pogues have kind of mastered um the next track california stars is actually one of the more famous wilco songs that's kind of ascended um mm. this album to being like one of their sort of staples and you can kind of see why it's quite a nice melody and kind of um, very sentimental kind of appealing, lyrical kind of style. Um, Again, it's a kind of repetition of just the wanting to sleep under the the California stars, but I mean, it is, it's that perfection of the kind of musicality and it is a great song, so.
1: Yeah, it's just very, as you mentioned it, it, essentially it is just the, the one repeated melody and um for quite a lot, it's quite a reasonably long song as well. So they, mm. they get a lot out of it, but yeah, they, I mean, the vocals again, are really good. And, um, the lap steel guitar waning in the background is really good. And the song's kind of about this, um, the Oakies and, and the, you know, Guthrie when he, he was in Oklahoma and dreaming of getting to California in that sort of dust bowl period. And I think that's captured pretty well. Um, and yeah, and, and, I, and I think that some of the lyrics just get to, uh, to sort of shine in amongst the instrumentation and the vocals you get there. Uh, they hang like grapes on vines that shine and stuff like that. I think there's some really nice lines in there. And, and yeah, it's it's funny actually that it's become one of the most sort of recognisable Wilco tracks. Um, yeah. But you, as you said before, it's understandable because there is death. I mean, it is just a really, really nice melody and really... Um, yeah great track although it wouldn't be the one that I would like rave about from the album but um, yeah it, it is It is great um,
0: yeah and then I mean if you don't mind we'll talk about the next track as well
1: yeah I, um, I absolutely love the next track so yeah
0: which is way over yonder in the minor key she said it's hard for me to see how one little boy got so ugly my little girly, that might be,
1: but there ain't nobody that can sing like me. Ain't nobody that can
0: sing like me. We'll be under in the minor key. Which is, I feel like that I like this song because the sound of it is a bit more so sort of lonely. It's a kind of cool response with the female vocalist and it's got this kind of more seriousness of the instrumental it's kind of a bit more isolated and the melody is kind of wistful and a more elongated kind of classical folk melody and um, it's also quite a funny song because it's about someone sort of boasting about how good they are at singing and (laughs) and it's the kind of estrangement from this woman who's basically you know Calling him out for boasting so much, and then it's just like, Oh, there's no one
1: that can sing like me. It's just like, um. Yeah, and I think you can imagine Guthrie's character singing it, and, and I think Bragg suits that quite well as well. Because, um, yeah, but the instrumentation again lends more gravitas to this one. There's you got a fiddle in this one, and and there's a There's a little bit of depth there, like you mentioned, there's a bit of a sense of self-depreciation and Guthrie looking back at his legacy a little bit, obviously it's about some sort of relationship with the woman. And you have these backing vocals that sort of represent that. And um, then he kind of says, I've led lots of girls astray, um, but there ain't nobody that can sing like me. It's yeah, it's, it is great. And I think it's probably, Bragg standout song uh, of the ones that he leads on the uh, on the album I think it's pretty great and yeah great vocal performance and um, yeah it's both funny and sort of self depreciating and it is great and it certainly shows um, like I mentioned before Guthrie's character in a lot more um, yeah sort of a wider perception of them if you like there's also another and i don't know where you wanted to go but the following track which you get natalie merchant's um uh vocal performance which is birds and ships and it's just like this minimal very minimal pluck guitar an incredible vocal that has this sort of yeah I mean,
0: it's amazing
1: yeah seaman's folk like sailor's folk sort of feel to it um again i think the lyrics are, are pretty incredible like the um the birds may be singing in my eyes today. Sweet flowers may blossom when I smile. My soul is stormy. My heart blows wild. My sweetheart rides a ship at sea. Um, which is not what you would associate um, Guthrie with, maybe. Or maybe you would. I'm not sure, but maybe I, I didn't before listening to this.
0: No, I mean, there's sort of a huge wealth with Guthrie. You've got all the sort of um, the Library of Congress recordings and the action tapes and stuff. Mm. But, I mean, yeah, when I listen to him, it is kind of the politically motivated songs and you don't get that sort of rich um, symbolism although there is also a kind of it's a great skill to be able to write good sort of political songs and kind of using metaphors to kind of get that point across but you don't get that kind of subtlety of of image and the kind of poetic kind of nature but it really comes across here and especially with the the amazing vocal performance but then um, moving into the next song you've got one where If you think about them collating all the the Guffrey lyrics, there's (laughs) apparently like hundreds of of sheets of lyrics that they found and they made sequels to this album. Of course, there's three of them. But but they pick Hoodoo Voodoo, which is kind of like... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe some of the... the, the, I don't want to call them dumb lyrics, but they're kind of... um, Nonsense. Yeah, they're nonsense lyrics. And um this song's very much got the kind of um bring it all back home kind of dylan vibe gone rock kind of it's got a kind of honky tonk quality as well very Mm -hmm. sort of rascally and all over the place and uh you even get for me some some mild sort of Beatles influence on on wilco it kind of reminds me of like lady madonna or hey bulldog or something Mm
1: -hmm.
0: very sort of tight kind of pop and just fun and uh, even though the song's kind of nonsense, I love the vocal performance, that kind of looseness, the raspiness, the kind of sense of struggling almost to form those kind of words, but the the fun of it. Um,
1: yeah, and I think the style there is starting to get, as you say, there's the honky tonk. Yeah, there's a bit of the Dylan feeling there. And there's, a, there's another track later on, which is Christ for President, um, which I think has a similar sort of style um that's Wilco um again sort of taking the lead on it um which is like a humorous and mocking political anthem thing um but the sort Mm -hmm. of style that is done in is is again sort of mocking if you like in a way and um which kind of captures Guthrie's political sort of um beliefs and stuff in a more satirical and 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 and, um and funnier way of, if you if I like but yeah there's that kind of style it, it appears at a couple of other points I think as well but those are the two most notable ones I think were it's kind of yeah it's very playful
0: you get the sort of organ sounds as well I'm not 100% sure if it's an organ or like this kind of whirring sort of whirling kind of almost sounds like a kind of fun fair thing that you kind of do get on yeah on some of the more playful kind of Dylan tracks and um yeah, Christ of President is another great one as well because it's, it's a kind of clunkier, more sort of laden track that's kind of again, this great sort of Wilco um, vocal performance and all the um, well, some of the typical kind of Guthrie themes that also overlap with um, rag sort of sentiments of kind of it's got sort of anti-lobbyism and it's kind of a Christian kind of socialist song about the kind of the righteousness that would be kind of present if if Jesus Christ was was president, the kind of removal of kind of money from politics and stuff. So um yeah. I mean I think one of the songs I thought just sounded like a Wilco song basically was At My Window, Sad and Lonely, which just sounds yeah so much like a typical sort of 90s folk. Um not that it's bad or anything, but that 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 was just like, oh, it just sounds so Um.
1: i think the songs towards the end of the album although there's a couple that i mentioned that i really like but there is maybe a less distinctness to them at times but they're not as you said not poor tracks at all but um yeah my window sad and lonely definitely has a real wilco feel and so does um one by one towards the end which is another really strong track and the instrumentation is great but it's not really a criticism, but yeah, maybe you get less of a sense of Guthrie in them. Um, but the lyrics are still, you know, pretty good. And I do like it. My window's Sad and Lonely. Um, obviously you get Ingrid Bergman, which we mentioned before, which mm. isn't, you know, an absolute favourite, you know, who doesn't pine over Ingrid Bergman like in that way. Um, and Bragg's vocals, as I mentioned before, is as good as I've ever heard them, really. And yeah, the the whole... Uh, Rossellini and Bergman affair, and, and the lyrics again like, um, you'd make any mountain quiver and you'd make fly fly, fly, fly from the crater and stuff. I think there's a the, um, yeah, I think it's great, and um, there's also the sort of slightly more, I don't know, slightly cruder nods in the in in sort mm, as well, about um, having your I mean, so, children, <laughs> yeah, and also. If you walk across my camera, I will flash the world your story. Which yeah, I thought yeah. was yeah, because obviously I think she was in exile. She? she was like
0: couldn't return to the US after it all kicked off. Well, yeah, I mean she was a bit. I guess that might be the appeal for Guthrie, She's kind of an outcast from Hollywood at this point, mm. and you know she. Um, I think the only person who's really friends with her at this point was Cary Grant. I think he picked up an Oscar for her and stuff. But I mean, I think the oh, song I've kind of. To off. No, I think the song kind of captures the magic of those films that she, she made with Rossellini is the kind of the mixture of that stardom and the kind of awe of, of being such a famous star with the kind of the natural environment and stuff and how that kind of jars. And yeah. I mean, I love, uh, I haven't seen Stromboli, but um, Voyage to Italy is amazing and kind of, yeah. I like that there's a song about that kind of, it's a nice subject for a song, I think. Yeah
1: yeah it is and it's a great song and it's uh, it's only short but it is um it is fantastic and as i said before the combination of walt whitman guthrie and bragg is great but even better bergman guthrie yeah. and bragg uh, the three of the greatest um you also have um bragg's performance on um isler on the go which i really like towards the end um I know we're kind of skipping a few here, but there are quite a lot. Um, but that one I really enjoy because it's quite similar to Ingrid Bergman in the pluck guitar and in the vocal. Um, and we've mentioned the sort of times that he was living in, but there's a real sense of um, the sort of House of Un-American Activities thing going on here, and I don't know what I'll do. And the reference to Eisler, who was um, like, a, I think he was a, a spy um and there's all that thing going on, and obviously, Guthrie um, would have been right up there um, on yeah. the whole list. Friends with friends with Steinbeck and all the rest of it, he's very much in that sort I mean, of thing. You didn't uh,
0: even have to be true, you could be fairly pink or fairly like just, yeah, liberal he didn't and still he didn't get, hide it really, did but, he? But Guthrie was not on the kind of you know, there was like Humphrey Bogart and stuff he got on the blacklist. Mm. It's like Guthrie's way over on the left.
1: I reckon that's why he never had to try because he was it was quite clear, do you know what I mean? They were sort of like, well, you know, we can't don't really have to worry about him because he's sort of been shouting about it for the last mm. thirty years, so we don't really need to. But. Yeah, but he's very much in that um uh that sort of yeah, that bit of history, I guess. Um and you also have a couple of ones that like I guess I planted, um, which is a pretty political one that Bragg sings as... um a union song union battle being the uh the the chorus which i think is done pretty well and and is done sincerely as well Um, and
0: also it's kind of interesting perspective for a union song because it's not about um it's almost in the past tense it's like look at what our unions achieved and kind of the rights and the Mm. what what's been won rather than like join the union or um you know, this is the power of the union. It's kind of about planting the seed and how that sort of spiralled into to workers' rights and things like that. So, and it's kind of got lyrics about, you know, you missed out or whatever. So it's kind of, yeah, it's a fun and a very fun chorus. Yeah.
1: It is, yeah. I mean, as you said before, it's sometimes difficult to, um, match a worthy political uh, statement to a tune and most of the time in music it's done pretty terribly but um mm-hmm. guthrie and brag probably two of the ones that managed to do it well enough and that is a pretty good example is there any other tracks you wanted to talk about um, i think they're all yes. pretty
0: go on oh well i don't know maybe you don't like this track as much though because i no, go for it i love hesitating beauty i think it's a great song
1: Okay, yeah, the one about his, the one about his daughter, yeah,
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I, lo- I just love the melody. I guess it is maybe more one of the more simple ones. Um, but I love the sort of rhyme and the chorus of um, "By the stars and clouds above, we can spend our lives in love." It's kind of, yeah, a very sweet song again, and uh, about that kind of safety and the kind of um, love, and yeah, it's an absolute kind of bot it's a good, yeah, and then the rest are kind of like again, again, consistently good, I guess,
1: yeah, there's a real consistency, and I think with those tracks at the end, there might be one that stands out for you um amongst the others, and depending on the vocal performances and stuff, but yeah, I don't think there's a bad track in there. You get another man's done Gone, which is a really short one with some great lyrics and mm-hmm. um, and then the final one being the unwelcome guest, which is. Not actually my favourite, if I'm honest, but um, definitely a final statement of Guthrie's beliefs, if you like. There's the sense of his Christianity and his socialism there, and um, yeah, there's and, and Bragg obviously does that really well. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's any sort of poor track on there, though. Yeah, I think the the ones at the start tend to stand out a little bit more, but. Yeah, I would urge anyone to listen to it, even if you're not a Bragg, Wilco or Guthrie Farmer because I think the tracks are good enough to uh, to get you in there and and,
0: and enjoy it. Mm, and especially if you've been viewing Guthrie as a kind of archaic figure or one that you don't listen to as much. It's definitely a kind of contemporary, very contemporary. Yeah, era, so.
1: that's a good thing to mention. Definitely sort of, there's that sense with a couple of, or a lot of, those sort of artists that um you kind of listen to them and you you can get a sense of them but you can't really um you know the the way we consume music has moved on so much that maybe they just they always feel archaic like you said but yeah this definitely um I guess made him relevant uh, at the time I'm sure and yeah definitely brings him forward a lot and yeah it is just a very enjoyable album, I'd say. It's fun, some really standout tracks. And, uh, yeah.
0: Have you listened to the other two then, Louis?
1: I have, I've listened to the second one. Um, there was a couple of tracks like When the Roses Bloom Again, which is a brag one, which is really good. Um, Diminishing Returns, I'd say maybe, um, this is definitely the one that I would say you should. Mm-hmm. I think if you enjoyed this, you'll definitely enjoy you'll definitely enjoy a couple of the tracks. But this is the one that I'd say definitely listen to. Okay. Um. But yeah, there you go. There
0: it is. I mean, we've both got quizzes, haven't
1: we? So the... got exciting quizzes. Yeah.
0: What well, is exciting? Well, mine's not exciting, but
1: well, go on, you go first.
0: Okay, we'll get mine out of the way. Um, it's. A brand-new quiz that I like to call... <laughs> which Guthrie, Which Guffrey fan said what? Okay. Oh, this sounds good. Hmm. I mean, that sounds like you're matching them up, really, but you're just answering the question. To...
1: If you're saying this is a brand-new quiz, as in every week it's not you're going to come up which Guthrie no. fan said what? There's only <laughs> so many
0: Guffrey fans I've got, and I couldn't find the quotes very easily. But... Okay, go on. I'll start with number one, and I'm going to give you a yes. clue. Uh, well, I might give you a clip. The problem is, once you give the clip for this one, it's instant. But okay, I'll, I'll read the quote first. Yeah. Harsh-voiced and nasal, his guitar hanging like a tire wire, like a tire iron on a rusty rim. There is nothing sweet about Willie, and there is nothing sweet about the songs he sings. But there is something more important for those who will listen. There is the will of the people to endure and fight against oppression. I think we call this the American spirit. Mm. Now you could have a go at guessing that, but I also feel like it's a bit of a mean one. Oh, maybe I'll say this isn't a musical figure.
1: It's not a musical figure. No. Okay. Okay. The, Ameri- the, the American spirit makes me feel like this person is going to be an American figure. Um, maybe a contemporary of, of Guthrie's. Um, I don't know. Should I? Should I guess? Do you think?
0: I don't. Know. You have already mentioned them. On this episode, I believe. is it um, Steinbeck? Yes.
1: Come on, come on.
0: Okay, number two, and the next two are musical figures. Okay. They had the infinite. Let's talk about his songs. They had the infinite sweep of humanity in them. For me, it was an epiphany. I could sing all these songs, every single one of them, and they were all that I wanted to sing. It was like I'd been in the dark and someone had turned on the main switch of a lightning conductor.
1: I think that there's only one man that's that much of a Guthrie fan. Mm. And I think it might be Bob Dylan. Is it Bob Dylan?
0: Yes. Yeah. I Come think you on. might you might be free for free on this one.
1: No, that'll Number be a first, th- I think. So this is. Number exciting. three
0: is. My initial reaction was surely this is Bob Dylan's job. Hmm. Mm. I think you might be thinking too hard if you can't get this one too. Hard.
1: Um okay, don't yeah, don't give me a clue because I want to get a three out of three. My initial reaction. This can't be someone who's who's listening. It's gotta be someone older. It's gotta be some I mean younger. No,
0: that's all, that's all
1: wrong. Um is it Billy Bragg? Yes. Come on. It's
0: talking about being asked to do the, the album, basically.
1: Oh right. Okay, yeah, because there's this there's also apparently like Bob Dylan did, like, offer or something and and uh, to do it. And, oh, imagine getting and, turned down for that. That's... Yeah, I, well, there's something about Bob Dylan, like, ringing one of Guthrie's daughters, and they didn't pick up the phone, so Dylan didn't get to do it. Something, something a bit weird mm-hmm. about or something like that, yeah. Oh, Don't quote me on that, but I'm sure I did read that, yeah. Well, that leads on to my one. My one's all about Billy Bragg. Ah. It's going to be a quick fire, true or false round, okay? All
0: right.
1: Okay, first one. Billy Bragg is Jeremy Corbyn's bestest friend, true or false? False. That's true. Billy Bragg is Jeremy Corbyn's personal bodyguard, true or false?
0: I don't understand. How is that true that he's his bestest friend? Well, it's true. That's they're, not, they're not best friends, though, are they? Bestest friends? <laughs> I don't understand this quiz. Okay. Okay. That's exactly. Billy
1: Bragg is Jeremy Corbyn's personal bodyguard. True or false? That's
0: false.
1: That's true. Okay. okay. Number three. Billy Bragg, Jeremy Corbyn, and Ken Loach book a cruise every year for a big piss up. True or false? Well,
0: that
1: has to be true. That's false. It's Billy Bragg, Jeremy Corbyn, and Steve Coogan. Sorry. Oh. So you got one out of no, one out of three? <laughs> no, so none out of three. Right.
0: No. <laughs> oh I mean...
1: uh, well. Good luck next time on Billy Bragg, Quickfire, true or false?
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, I did, I was reading his Wikipedia page, and he they there was some stuff about Jeremy Corbyn, but it seemed like well, it seemed like he he um, supported him, but did not, they're not they weren't bestest friends. <laughs> In your words. I don't know. Well,
1: no comment. Likely. Mm. I wanted. To, I was going to do one on Ingrid Bergman, but um, I thought the chance that missing out on the Billy Bragg. That
0: would have been a good idea. But so yeah, it's... one of us should have died. Yeah. Mm. Well, anyway, well, let's hope like she comes gonna... up again, in another album
1: Yes. Maybe we should just do Ingrid Bergman as a as a topic.
0: Interesting. <laughs> just wait. Mm. I mean, Casablanca's got a lot of music in it, though. Like. It's a very musical. It does
1: yeah. Um as time goes by, that's the only one that I can think of. Yeah, yeah. well
0: they sing um the French national anthem, don't,
1: don't they? And don't they also sing the um the German national anthem?
0: Yeah, they try and drown each other out, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we should stop talking about Casablanca before that becomes the uh All right. okay. the last ten minutes of the uh of the
0: episode. Mm. Okay, thank you for listening everyone.'ll we'll, we'll see you next week.
1: Yeah, see you next week. Thanks for listening.